Beer? I think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. I take beer! What the heck? It's Monday. Let's live the dream. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Happy Monday. Let's have a big sip of the big water. Start off the show. We're live. Oh. We're live. It's Monday. Greetings. I don't know why I didn't set it over. Why am I sitting it back there when I could set it over there? Um, and you know why I can set it over there? Because there's nobody sitting over there today. Lady Jerry will not be in attendance today. She's she's already told me that she's not going to be able to make the show. She's busy. She's got stuff to do. Things are going on. That's just the way it is. I'm trying to see who is here. We know who's not here. Now let's see if I can figure out who is here. Oh, I'm now interacting as me. That's good. That's good to know. So far, so good. I'm now interacting as Jake Johansson. I'm about, hopefully, to be able to see me, Jake Johansson. Keys, you're back. Hello, Keys. Hello, Sue. Keith, greetings to you in Florida. Howdy doody, David. Julie, buenos dias, Bob. Hello, Darren, Don. Brad, yo, Scott, Weston, greetings, my friend, and um, welcome aboard. Good to see everybody here. Keys, uh, yes, uh, don't know where you've been, but it, but I'm glad to see you back. I hope uh, hope you had fun. <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> Can we switch over to you? Can you go live after this and tell me where you where you and Uma have been the past few days? What have you been doing? It's pathetic that I noticed. I know it's pathetic. But what else have I got to do? Basically, I turned this off and then got to figure out what to eat. That's what I've been doing earlier today. I did go swim in the ocean today, as is uh, what I've been doing with the sea uh, dips and the cold water. <coughs> so, um, Funky, hello. I'm saying hello to everybody else here. Dave, Christopher, Earl, um, go funk yourself. You got that right. I will funk you to death. This is a gift from... Uh, my friend Scott Williams, sometimes viewer of the show, and to New Orleans jazz fre- best friend. Um, so um, I went out and did a little... Uh, <laughs> ah, Brad, Stephanie's here to say hi. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Flavia, greetings. Um, I went in for the cold water swim, and afterwards, it was a little tingly while I was in, and I checked the water temperature. We're down below 60 now here in the water, which is uh, chilly. Chilly, chilly. So I did that. Don, Ellicott City, I've done Shakespeare in that town with Chesapeake Shakespeare Company about 17 years ago. Hmm. Okay, oh, says, so we had our daughter from Salt Lake City here with her boyfriend. Ooh. Had the boyfriend build you a deck? Keys. You probably had to supervise that, so that's why you were <laughs> You can't just be saying, well, I've got to go F off and watch a comedian in California talk about <laughs> nonsense for a half hour. Yes, I get it. You can't you can't be doing that. Um, so anyway, we're here on Monday. It's Motivational Monday, which is motivational, loosely motivational, inspirational, advice-orational, um, whatever. I'm just trying to think of things to talk about. Don, you're here. I'm here. I like that. That's a good statement. I am here. I am here, too. Rich DeChooch, is it Friday yet? Oh, my jeezy. I, I do wish it was Friday. Although I did have some help from my friend uh, Gary. Uh, Gary Peterson, funny comedian. Uh, 
I met him at the uh, Midwest Comedy Festival or whatever it is called in Norfolk, Norfolk, Nebraska, and uh, <clears throat> we, he helped me sell my fixed gear bike. So I'm about to buy a new bike. Um, Darren, you did a week in San Diego for uh, VRBO. Water was fucking cold, funking cold. Yes, it was funking cold today. Yeah. Happy week before Thanksgiving. Yes, maybe I gotta maybe I gotta go out and get myself some. Yeah, uh, Jen, you're here. Gosh, so glad. Motivate you. Okay. Well, you know what? Here's what Belinda and I, Lady Jerry, uh, have been watching on Netflix. We've just finished watching The Queen's Gambit. Highly recommend it. Uh, I had played chess uh, <clears throat> when I was a kid, and then once I was able to beat my father once, I quit. That was enough. Um, and I've tried to take chess up again, but I found it kind of frustrating, and it's... Uh, you have to be ready to go down the rabbit hole. Jiu-jitsu is a similar kind of rabbit hole that you go down, but it's got a physical element to it, so I, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of that than, than chess. But uh, I enjoyed watching The Queen's Gambit and the story of this uh, chess phenom from when she was a girl in an orphanage to when she goes on to become a, a chess champion. That's not a spoiler alert. That's what the show's about. Um, and uh, so we enjoyed it, and I thought, you know, it was really great to see in chess, as I have described in martial arts, there, there's, a, there's a sportsmanship. Uh, you know, before you begin in jiu-jitsu, you slap hands or slap hands and then fist bump and then you go and then at the end you say thank you and if you watch the UFC you often see people saying thank you or congratulations or hugging each other after they've just punched each other in the face um, and so it was interesting to watch this chess movie where before the match you always shake hands you shake with the right hand um, <clears throat> they always shake hands and when you're beaten you uh, you resign. You tip over your queen, or you just offer your hand in a handshake, and you you say congratulations to the person who just beat you. And then the winner also often is complimentary about the game that you played with them, and they're grateful. Um, so yeah, Jen, you figured out how to get HBO Max when your HBO Go stopped. Yeah, there was a real problem with the HBO and the HBO Go. Max thing with me, and we were so I got rid of I cut cable cut the cable company, then signed up for HBO Max through Hulu, and then Hulu doesn't offer all of the HBO Max shows, so you have to then download the HBO Max app and then click on login with provider, and under providers there is Hulu, and then you log in with your Hulu and you can watch on the HBO Max app, and then you get full access to all the HBO. Max content, not just the limited amount, which is available through the Hulu app, which is outrageous, and Hulu needs to fix that. Um, my VCR clock, I don't know who you're asking there, Darren, but I did just set the car clock today, uh, and that was, a, that, was, <laughs> that was a triumph uh, of persistence over resistance, I have to say. Anyway, just to go back to the Queen's Gambit, this whole sportsmanship, this idea it's it's not how you win it's how you're able to how how you lose that's what sportsman sportsmanship is about and uh so when you lose when you get beat you congratulate 
the person who beat you and presumably you did your best and presumably you can learn that's what they say in jiu-jitsu you either win or you learn and you see that in queen's gambit you either win or you learn you you learn a mistake that you made or you learn some technique that the other person used to defeat you and you don't you know you can utilize that on your own behalf going into the future so uh so anyway i thought it was interesting interesting lesson in sportsmanship and uh, grace in both uh defeat and victory because uh nobody likes a sore winner and uh, a sore loser is just kind of pathetic and disgusting really if you if you can't admit that you've been beat and been bested that is uh that can be sad so anyway i i just like the um i just like the um I just like the uh, sportsmanship thing. <laughs> Sue, your head hurts after that HBO Max explanation. Yeah, uh, well, it did. It it did worked out okay. Brad says son and he did taekwondo many years. Did quite well in forms and sparring competitions. Have to pay more and more for each level, and always loved being considered executive men class after I hit thirty. Yeah, they don't call it executive in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They call it masters. <laughs> Math. So I'm. I just moved to the masters division, six or seven. There's only that's the last one. <laughs> once you once you roll past sixty, you're 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 a masters level. I mean, who who's still who's still signing up to compete at that level? Uh, I don't know. So I, I mean, <laughs> yes, Darren. When you lose. <laughs> You stay mature and congratulate your opponent. It is a novel idea. We don't. We're not. We're not seeing that behavior modeled so much out in the world, and that's what I liked about uh, the Queen's Gambit. Bob is saying exactly my proudest moment of my son was when he lost in the finals of a martial arts contest, and even though he was physically hurt, he went and hugged his opponent and wished him well. Yes, Bob. I mean, I feel like that's what I'm talking about. It's it's that you feel like your son won something in terms of his own personal integrity and acceptance of the reality of that one one moment because I mean this is the other thing no no victory or defeat is final you you are going to be out there faced with challenges again and have new opportunities um, <laughs> Mr. Predicto could use some sportsmanship keys um, all right No, Bob. I haven't been in any martial arts uh, besides jujitsu. I, I wish that I had, I wish that I had understood uh, what it have to, had to offer me sooner, and that's what I would say to anyone who's thinking about it. Um, I, I was, I was a bit intimidated because I made some assumptions about the kind of people who were in martial arts, and so I didn't pursue it because I was a little bit scared, and I thought they were different to me, and I, and I was worried that it was going to be a wolf pack mentality and I was going to be shown my place and held down and and just pummeled and uh, you know there is a bit of a pecking order thing that happens but uh, but it's not brutal and it is really more of a situation where the people who are better than you are trying to bring you up to a higher level at all times so everyone is helping everyone else try and get better even if you're uh, of lesser ability you're of service and help to the people of better ability um, to practice their games and to get a deeper understanding of what they're doing. Mm. 
Yes, Don. The sportsmanship idea used to be in uh, in uh, used to be in uh, political campaigns, and and I think it is still too. I, we're just in a funny spot right now, and uh, we'll see how this all shakes out. Um, <laughs> so Jen says, my daughter gets mad at me when she's at TKD competitions because I yell no mercy and sweep the leg. Yeah, well, Jen, um, I feel like uh, there is there is sometimes a little bit of the fans are. Can can be as non-participants uh, sometimes un <laughs> unsportsmanship unsportsmanlike, but uh, but also you're rooting for your kid. I, I think I think you got to excuse that. Um, <laughs> you should you should wave your sidearm. Yeah, that's always a good idea. Wave your sidearm around like keep going. Good job. Um, all right, so. Um, what was I going to tell? Oh, and then uh, the other motivational thing today was uh, from a fan of mine. Now, years ago, uh, I and I and I had kind of forgotten this, but when this when a person tweeted, if you go to my Twitter, you can see the guy tweeting a story and mentioning me in the tweet. And uh, he's this is a grown man now, but when he was uh, a teenager, I think he said fourteen, fifteen, he was a comedy fan and. Uh, this would have been in the 80s, and on the Letterman show, they always announced the guests of the Letterman show are put up at the Omni Bircher, it was at that time, um, which I just heard has gone out of business uh, during COVID. But uh, I'm surprised that this didn't happen all the effing time. Uh, and maybe that's why celebrities check in under assumed names. But this person had watched The Tonight Show, this young man, at the time he was a young man, 14, 15, in California, and wanted to call me, wanted to get into comedy, so he called the Omni Berkshire, and the phone rang, and it must have been 4.30 in the morning, he thought, because that'd be a three-hour time difference to L.A., to New York. So I had already gone out uh, celebrating having been on the show, had a big dinner, had some drinks, watched the show in a bar, had some more uh, celebratory drinks after. I was in my 20s. Uh, I might add uh, or remind you. And so I'd been back at the hotel and was already dead asleep, as one might be after all of that activity. And the phone rang, and I answered it, and it was this kid. And he reminded me in the story. I had, of course, forgotten it, because you wake up in the middle of the night. But when he mentioned it, I, I did. And he was asking for advice. Hey, I'm a young comic, and I could tell he was a young person when he when I answered the phone. And uh, he wanted to know advice, and I can't remember what all they said, but he said in this tweet thing that I told him to write everything down, and he was very grateful and thankful to me uh, for being nice to him and not hanging up the phone. And of course, at the time, um, I didn't think I was being some kind of a hero. The phone rang, and it was a young person. I was just being nice. Um, and, uh, and it really made me feel good to hear uh, that that meant something to him now. So I'm expressing gratitude about that. Is is uh, I really thanked him on Twitter for telling me that story and reminding me of that moment and the, and the fact that it meant something to him. And it was just a little. <clears throat> I was probably doing the easiest thing. I got woken up in the middle of the night. This guy wanted some advice. I gave him some advice. I think I probably then said, "Come, <laughs> he woke me up. I got to go back to bed, to, to sleep, or whatever I said." But. Uh, I guess this is a little bit of a humble brag because uh, I, I behaved naturally at the time and I had no idea that that little tiny kindness that I showed this person all those years ago 
would be something that uh, that he would re- be remember be, he would be remember that he would be remembering now all these years decades later and to tell the story and to say thank you and uh, so I suppose that story for Motivational Monday is uh, if we're all trying to be kind to each other and consider each other and uh, and be patient and take time with each other uh, you never know uh, the rewards that that is going to bring to you the the giver of the kindness, you know, later. The, the good thing, the good deeds that you do now can come back to you in strange ways. And, uh, and it, it, was, it was very satisfying to read that tweet. So I'm sharing that story with you today, even though it's a little bit of a humble brag on, wasn't I great <laughs> to get up in the middle of the night and give some kid advice? Well, no, I wasn't. I was probably fairly well still drunk and uh, just doing the easiest thing I could think of. But it worked out. All right. Um, (laughs) uh, You can't fake being nice, Jake. It comes through in your acts. Uh, Bob says, oh, well, thank you. Uh, That's very kind. Um, Keys is saying when he was in Little League, his dad would stand behind the backstop and yell, don't strike out like last time. Keys, well, that's some old school dad work. I did tell you that story about my old manager the first time I was on The Tonight Show, calling my name right as they're about to open the curtain, and when I said what, he goes, don't fuck this up. Um, and he he meant it as a joke, and I took it as a joke, and uh, it was a very kind of distracting, tension-relieving thing. I'm not saying that that's what your dad is doing. Maybe he is. Maybe he was really an asshole, Keys. I hope not. Okay. One of the things about you love about going to shows with Jake, my sister, is saying, sitting in the green room and listening to the other comics talk about how much they've learned from me. Oh, well, that's so nice. Um, uh, that's so nice. Well, uh, I do try and be nice to people, and uh, I hope that's the way we're all kind of trying. <laughs> Bob, you're saying maybe you shouldn't have told Milton Berle to go F himself? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, he might have helped a young comic that called him at 4 a.m. Yeah, I think those old school guys did help people. And, I mean, it's easy at a later point in your career to get uh, bitter or feel un- or underappreciated. And uh, I... I uh, I I can't say that I'm fighting against that, but that uh, but that is something that sometimes can can kind of haunt you or get in the back of your mind. There's some little voice that you hear. It's that voice that we all hear in our heads telling us that we should do better. That somebody else is getting something that we should get, or something. but that's all just a distracting BS that you got to try and let go of. Um, oh, Bruce, thank you, thank you very much. Um, so Don's saying, my first year in Little League, my dad was one of our umpires. He used to tell me before games uh, where he was behind the plate, you better come up there ready to swing a bat because you're not getting any calls from me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as a dad who's also trying to be an impartial umpire, I mean, that is, that's your dad being a good sport and I guess trying to encourage you I think I mean holy holy cow Don I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to help you and your dad through this tough time I guess you're just sharing a story <laughs> you'll probably be fine um, all right so uh, maybe so we've had a little motivational talk I've told I've reminisced a little bit about my past I have been into the trivia book 
this week and searched out a few uh, trivia trivia trivias um, that we could talk about. I can tell you that the chemical that gives uh, the skunk his malodorous reputation is called uh, ethaniethol, a substance so pungent that less than one ten trillionth of an ounce can be detected by the human nose. At what distance? Uh, Book of Triviata. (laughs) Of course, uh, it can be detected by the human nose, but at what distance? From a mile away? I don't know. Um, I did buy some... uh, I'm still waiting for the opportunity to use this somewhere. I did buy this off the internet. Uh, It's a a little squirty um, fart smell novelty squirt thing. I thought would be funny, but uh, that's that's next level. The fart machine is one thing, of course, but uh, the fart spray, I don't know what I was thinking. You know, this is what happens when you're on Amazon and something is $6 and you've got free shipping, and uh, I don't know what was the idea was that I had at the time. But I haven't even I haven't even bothered to test it. So maybe I'll test the fart spray before tomorrow, and uh, and I'll give you the report along. And that's along with teaser. That's along with the Bible story for tomorrow, and a letter from Grandma. As always on Tuesday, we got the letter from Grandma. So what Bible story? If we were going on the uh, children's Bible in order, last week was the Tower of Babel. Next week. Um, is the story of the patriarchs. Part patriarchs. That looks a little thick. And then Abraham's journey. So I'm going to read this patriarch thing on my own and see if that's uh, worthy of the day. And if it is, I think there's a lot of begatting. I think that's that's uh, that whole part of the Old Testament where somebody's begatting someone else, and it's like they're just, they're just as if you need to know to follow the Bible who begat who, and so who we're dealing with, who's the great 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 grandfather of who. But then after that, we've got Abraham's journey. So uh, it's either going to be a little bit of a summation of the patriarchs and then Abraham's journey tomorrow. So that's teaser alert for the Bible story. And I think, uh, as always, the fun meter is going to be at maximum for that. Um, Flavia says, skunk is the worst smell. Once it gets in your nasal passage, it seems to live there for days. Yeah, I've had that happen, Flavia, too. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm pronouncing your... I'm all over the... I'm all, all over the place with pronouncing your name, but I've... Fart spray the elevators you're walking out, Jen. You, you should. If you're not part of a think tank, well, let's face it. This is a think tank, uh, and you're always you're always a valuable member here. Um, so yeah, I've had that with smells before, where I've stepped in something. We had a, an issue where a homeless guy crapped in our on property here. There's a place where he could get behind, beside, private by the house, and he <coughs> he made a dump, or she. I, I didn't see this, so it could have been a man or a woman. I don't know why I'd gender assign the backyard pooper uh, as a man. But uh, anyway, I stepped in it, and that sometimes, you know, you don't smell it, and then you step in it, and it kind of activates the smell explosion, and then it's like regurgitatingly awful. And I, of course, had to take off my shoes. I had to clean it up with a shovel and put it in a plastic bag and then clean the shoes off. And then for for days after that, I felt like there were little molecules. It was like being haunted because you wouldn't smell it. And then all at once you'd smell it and you'd think, did I do it again? Did I step in it again? Did something else happen? But I think that molecules just get in your nose and you can't get them out. Ah, what a great show. What a great day. <laughs> um, uh, 
Scott, yes, just got here. This is the this is the shirt. Thank you very much uh, for the shirt. I thanked you earlier in the show by name. Scott Williams sent me this shirt, and uh, I really uh, I really love it. It is a bit big on me, but uh, you know, as soon as we get back to New Orleans, I'm going to grow into this baby. The place that we usually stay down there is called the Royal Street Courtyard is up for sale if anybody wants to buy that it's two 2.6 million so if you got that on hand um you you can count on me and all my friends as uh, customers once a year for jazz fest <laughs> but think about it think about it um all right where are we should have just burned the shoes flavia yes i should have but the shoes at the time that i was wearing i think they were some kind of I really liked them, and so I didn't burn them. But anyway, <sighs> Key says he used to go running in the wee hours of the morning, and there were a number of times when I would have to poo. Ooh, Uma was concerned somebody's security camera was going to catch you. Keys, um, I'm surprised that I read that. <laughs> but that shows that this show, this show is spontaneous. These things happen. Um, mm, Key says same thing with gangrene. You never forget. The smell, it stays with you. Oh, mm. Bob says, natural gas has no odor. I think we knew that. An odor called, I didn't know this. I knew an odor was added to natural gas to give it a smell so people could know it, but it's called Mercaptain. Mercaptain? Mercaptain? Um, when Steve Wynn built the Mirage, he didn't like the smell and had the gas entering the building scrubbed and replaced with the smell of pina colada. Uh, now, that doesn't make sense to me either, Bob, because uh, that means... You smell pina colada. That means you're about to die. That's not a good. Uh, that's not a good thing. Jen says, speaking of smells, if you put uh, cadaverol in somebody's car, they'll have to sell it. Cadaverol is what they use to train cadaver dogs with. It smells like human decomposition. Oh God, yeah, that's some terrible stuff. Um, <laughs> my, oh God, I'm trying to remember my my friend's name. Uh, but it, the title of his uh, Netflix special is. Uh, Shrimp and ain't easy, and it's about a. He does a prank where he puts shrimp in somebody's air conditioner or heat vents, and it tears it apart. All right, <laughs> Don, you got three and a quarter. If anyone wants to pitch in on the hotel, yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> Sue, you're down with Don for twenty five dollars. Well. It's going to take a while. I, I mean, I haven't got an exact count of the amount of people who are watching the show, but I think uh, we're going to have to get a little more than um, than three twenty-five each. But that'll be a calculation I can do, hopefully before tomorrow, in my little book. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I think uh, I think that may be our show for today. Uh, let me just take my temperature, make sure I'm healthy. God, the water was so cold today. That just before the show, I was feeling really excited. Ninety-seven point five, so I'm cool. Um, last week, I went with Fanula, and we stayed in for fifteen minutes, and that was a mistake. I it just drained me. Um, Scott saying there's legendary stories of cars for sale whose owners have died in the car. You'd have to sandblast it to the frame. Oh God. Hmm. Rachel, you made it. The meeting ran long, and much rather been here. Well. Yes, of course. But these uh, shows are in, available in perpetuity throughout the universe on the Book of Faces. Um, <laughs> Keith says, weird, a good friend of mine died in his car. Well, it's really a good day for the show. Um, uh, 
So happy Monday to you, Darren. It's so great that everyone was here. Um, I'm going to, oh, this is the one I read last week. So I'm going to go to the C's of the day, and we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Belinda, Lady Jerry, hopefully will be here tomorrow. Um, ah, so today's uh, C's the day is from Louise Hay. I find that when we really love and accept and approve of ourselves exactly as we are, then everything in life works. I find that when we really love and accept and approve of ourselves exactly as we are, then everything in life works. And uh, yeah, I, hopefully that's not um, that's not some kind of narcissistic ego love of yourself, but a genuine love and acceptance of yourself and a willingness to love and accept uh, other people. Um, yeah, so that's a nice seize today. Um, <laughs> Dave, you say you th came pretty close to dying in your car a couple of hours ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I had that uh, I had that happen when I was in Texas uh, at Austin. At, at, I, I rented this uh, Jeep. I can't remember what it was. It's, they're kind of stretched out pickup trucky thing and uh, almost almost rolled it at a at a at a stop sign on a corner where I had to lock up the brakes anyway um Brad says having marched in bands in high school Milwaukee con contestials um oh god it's scrolling up here hundreds of parades there was no crappier than West Ellis Western Days Parade Thursday night hundreds of horses dropping fire pooper scooper um, oh wearing white bucks they were not white at the end of the parade no that's rough usually with the horses they have people following with the shovels not just a marching band right behind, behind the horses but that's your budget parade where they don't have the shovel guys um <clears throat> Laura's saying, I think statistically, if it isn't heart disease or cancer, we're all likely to die in our cars. Yeah, I think that. Christopher, thank you. Al Madrigal. Al Madrigal. And I've known Al for so many years, and I just couldn't get his name right there. Al Madrigal's Netflix special, Shrimpin' Ain't Easy. Uh, check that out. Check Al out. He's super funny. Um, so, um, all right. Here we go. Darren, you're right. You can't love anyone if you hate yourself. Um... That's true. That's true. And that's, what I think, what Louise Hay was trying to say. All righty, everybody. I'll see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Don't give up. Still don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Scott, thank you again for the shirt. I will funk you to death. Love this. I will wear it in good health to Jazz Fest the next chance I get. And the reason that I say Jazz Fest a second time is for you, Jen. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. I can't quite make that out. A podcast. I thought you said take this. I did not. You did say this, right? Song to the thing. What do I do? I can't tell what he's saying, but he's talking to me. <laughs> if you'd like to talk to me, you're gonna have to send me an email. I'll call you back.
Again. 